Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black? It has been a hot minute since we've had a chance to conversationalize with each other. That was a bad, bad sentence. But welcome back to the podcast. I'm clearly very rusty at this. <laughs> Take that for what you will. But we're here. Another exciting episode of the show is about to drop for you all. And uh, this one is, is uh, you know, I've, I'm, I'm already tripping all over myself here because I, I'm not quite sure what to say about this one. This We're going to talk about the Batman. The, the Robert Pattinson starring the Matt Reeves directed The Batman. Uh, because today is the day that it comes out, becomes available on HBO Max, which is when I suspect a lot of you will be seeing it for possibly the first time. Now, those of you who have seen the film, you know, we've had a chance to talk in, in you know, the last month or two about it, and it's it's a very divided audience with, with this film. Uh, I, I've only seen it the one time that I saw it in theaters. That was my first and only time seeing the movie thus far. But I'm looking forward to watching it again on HBO Max here in the next week or so. Uh, because I want to see if my opinions change anything, or if I bump against any elements that maybe I didn't before, but now they, they bother me, or if I just uh, reaffirm that uh, my initial impression was how I feel about the film. That being said, we have a very uh, divisive conversation ahead for you all to check out, where I am very pro this movie, and, and my guest is very not pro this movie, and so we're going we're gonna to hash it out, we're going to get into it, and I think, I hope the conversation will be somewhat enlightening uh, if, you're, if you're still kind of on the fence about checking this film out or not. And again, if now that it's on HBO Max, I mean, whatever, you can sit there and watch 45 minutes and make up, make up your mind for yourself. And then you can just bail if you don't like it. Or you stick, stick around for the rest of it and see what happens. Again, I will not, I am not going to say this movie is perfect by any stretch. There are some third act issues, but that's not uncommon in a Batman film. Uh, but still. Uh, it's a. I think it's a good time, and again, it's now available for everyone to watch. So I, I suspect we'll be hearing a lot more about the Batman from our friends and families as they get to check it out now for the first time. So I want everyone to do that thing that we do in the podcast. All right, and let me even see if I remember what we do. And it's uh, it, because again, we only do these episodes sporadically now. So again, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember these things off the top of my head all the time. Sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. It's time for the Batman. What's going on? Who's the mustache with the broken nose? It's Kinsey Narcotics. He's one of the guys I got into it with at the Iceberg Lounge. What are you saying, Kinsey Moon Knights with the Penguin? All right, Moonlight's just a cop. 
Join us once again, dear listener. It is my sweet, sweet brother, Mark, all the way from Los Angeles. Our, our, um, you know, he's our bat expert. I guess it's fair to say, like he is a man finely attuned to the bat and the inner workings of his of his brain, his psychology, his his criminal deductive manners. I mean, Mark has studied the Batman in ways that you can only dream of, or perhaps you have nightmares about the intimate way in which Mark studies Batman. Maybe. <laughs> Does that sound about right? Am I close? I do not deserve such accolades. <laughs> well, you are definitely a bat spurt, if you will. <laughs> I'd say I'm a big Batman fan. I don't know if I'm an expert, but... <laughs> well, you're the best we got, so that's what matters right. today. <laughs> not the uh, Not the expert you need but not the one you deserve but the one you need how does that go i don't even remember how that goes yeah uh, yeah you're not the you're not the expert we deserve but the the one we need or something something like that yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know call gary oldman he'll tell you i'm sure he remembers that line <laughs> well we are here to discuss the batman the matt reeves directed uh movie that was supposed to come out what last year two years ago i feel like we've been waiting forever to see this movie yeah, and it's finally out now, and uh, and uh, uh, if you listen to my reaction little mini show that I did, I uh, you know I'm a, I'm a big fan. I came away with this movie uh, pretty impressed with what I saw. I liked a lot of it. It's got some problems. There are some things. The third act's got some some bumps in it for sure, but by and large, I really liked what was presented to me as Batman, and 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 Pattinson and Matt Reeves and all that stuff. And we're gonna talk about it. But I want to turn it over to Mark, who I know has a very different opinion. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Boom. Get me. <laughs> so I was not particularly taken with this movie. I was extremely underwhelmed. Um, I think at its highest point, it never rises above. Uh, eh, that was okay. Oh, wow. Nothing got you going, huh? No. Um. What about, all right? Were there any specifics you can you can kind of cite as like like some of your problems with it overall? Um, was it was it the take the take on Batman, the take on the villains, just Gotham in general, or or the whole Matt Reeves idea of what Batman is? I mean, I don't know. Tell, talk, talk to me. I mean, just kind of all of it. So first off, I want to couch everything in the qualifier of I fully intend to see this movie again uh, because I want to like it. Okay. Um, that being said, you know, my impression after having watched it and, and during the viewing of it was I, I just did, I did not enjoy it. I didn't enjoy myself. Um, and I think it kind of springs from all of it. I, you know, I think the, the one thing they, they did that I was like, yeah, good job was the depiction of, Gotham City. Uh, it was dark and grimy and just just a shithole. 
and I feel like, yeah, like Gotham should should look like that. Um, you know, could could I have any gripes with it here or there? Like, you know, I've I've always liked the kind of Tim Burton German expressionist stuff. Um, sure, but but this, you know, they're going for that kind of ultra realistic uh, uh, feeling. So I I liked that aspect of it, but I kind of feel like that's that's the one thing they they got right otherwise i didn't like the depiction of 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 batman and bruce wayne uh, i didn't care for the riddler i thought the story was messy and all over the place and not a terribly interesting detective story um yeah <laughs> Um, I just, I disagree, but that's okay. Uh, one of the, one of the elements I wanted to talk to you about, and, and you mentioned Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Do you, do you, th- do you think it was Pattinson's that, that you didn't care for as Batman or just like the way that they were, the story they were trying to tell with, with him? I, it, just the story they were trying to tell, the, the depiction of him, it wasn't Robert, it had nothing to do with Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson was fine. Um, I, I like Robert Pattinson. Um, so, you know, I'm not coming at this with any kind of like bias, you know, anti Twilight bias against him or anything like that. Uh, I thought when he was picked, I was like, well, yeah, that, like that, that's a pretty good choice. And I think, I think everyone, was a pretty good choice for for the role that they got like uh jeffrey wright is jeffrey that? wright as gordon yeah yeah as gordon i thought was a pretty good pick fantastic um, loved him i was about to call zoe kravitz uh, zoe saldana um <laughs> but yeah I, I was a little mixed about her casting but you know she was she was fine in this uh, like everyone was just kind of fine with the exception of two people and i like i thought John Turturro just kind of phoned it in as Falcone. I didn't like him, and I didn't like Skarsgård as the DA. But I think a lot of that had to do with the dialogue that he was given. Yeah, yeah. It, it was funny with the the, the Skarsgård stuff because in that entire scene, I was like, "Wait, is that Skarsgård?" <laughs> it just felt like he was kind of wasted in that role. Yeah, which like, one was that? It was Peter, right? Peter Skarsgård, I think is his name. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, as like the drugged out district attorney. Yeah. Or assistant DA or whatever the heck he is. Yeah, we, yeah, whichever. Um, so, I mean, casting, like, casting-wise, it seemed like this is going to be good. Like, I, I you know, and, um, yeah, just, but I think because of the material and because of the movie itself, no one, no one really rises, gives a performance where, you're like, that was, like, definitive. You well, know, that... You know. To, to counter you, I, I loved... The, the partnership aspect of, of, of Batman and, and Gordon in this movie. I love how they work together way more hand-in-hand hand than they have in any of the other Batman films. And and to me, though, the real star of this movie, the one who kind of steals the movie, is, is Colin Farrell as, as Oz, as Oswald Cobblepot. I love what he did with that role. And that's the one actor you haven't mentioned, but you kinda, you're kind of shrugging, like, man, he's fine. He's fine. He was <laughs> fine. Like, I thought he was I... delightful. I, I had what he called Batman sweetheart. That was great. Yeah. And then he mocks you know, them for being the world's greatest detectives because they can't speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, great, good, good detective <laughs> work there, Batman. Nice job. I even I was like, Jesus, I know the difference between L and La, but whatever. <laughs> even if, even if you don't, Google it. You you're walking around with that fancy computer. You know, um, it's just like how embarrassing for you, Batman. How is anyone? How is the Penguin ever going to take you seriously again? Well, so so the, 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 okay, hold on, finish your point though. Well, just about Colin Farrell. Maybe you're right. Maybe he was the standout thing because, yeah, like I, you know, he was on screen. And I was like, oh, Colin Farrell's here doing his penguin thing under a mountain of makeup, and and he's doing a good job of it. But you know, again, to to say you're the standout amongst a sea of mediocrity. Wow, harsh. <laughs> Harshen the Batman. Well, okay, let's put it. Let me put it in in, in different terms. All right, uh, better, better performance. What's the better perform? Colin Farrell performance of a comic book villain. Him as Oswald Cobblepot, aka the Penguin, or him as Bullseye in Daredevil. <laughs> I mean, look, there's no comparison. <laughs> it's Daredevil, hands down, isn't it? Hands down, hands yeah, down. That part where he like licks his thumb and then rubs it around like his bullseye and engraved on his forehead. <laughs> I re- I really believed he had engraved a bullseye in his forehead. He's very he's very um um what is that word I'm looking for? Uh uh you know, Christian Bale type of acting. <laughs> Not method. Bad. Method. Thank yes, he's very method. <laughs> very method in his uh sparkly blue leather trunch coat. <laughs> <laughs> that's right boys and girls if you forgot Colin Farrell was bullseye in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie <laughs> it was really something he kills an old lady with a peanut <laughs> oh he I do like that moment <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh, well again it, you know again not to get sidetracked with Daredevil but like he sort of was a highlight in that movie in a movie without very many highlights he was the one <sighs> The highlight in that movie was the, the exceptionally bad editing. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to a movie before where I was like, God, the editing sucks. <laughs> uh, I did. It was called uh, uh, Predators, and it was that was a terribly edited movie. <laughs> Predators or The Predator? Oh, was it The Predator? Whatever the one Shane Black just did. You're thinking of The Predator. Yeah, The Predator. Then. No, Predators, Predators is, is the, the last good one. Yeah, it's the last one with, with, uh, with what's his name? The Pianist. Yeah, Brody. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so back back <laughs> to the bat. So I, let me let me kind of like backtrack a little bit here because th- there's a lot of stuff I liked in this movie. I, I like that they sort of set this movie up uh, very much inspired by Batman: The Long Halloween, one of my favorite comic books with yeah. Batman in it. You know, we 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 get the we open up on, on Gotham again, like a really shitty, seedy, awful Gotham City, and you get something which I. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like this is the first time we've gotten like a Batman narration, right? I think so, yeah. So I, I, I like that part of it a lot too. And I like the way that as we're exploring the city, you know, once they once they turn on the signal and they show the, the, the signal in the sky, and you're seeing all these crimes be committed and like bad guys doing things, but then they look into the shadows. And I think it's a really great way to kind of set up Batman and like what he's been doing in the city. That like, people like they stare in the shadows and there's nothing there. But they freaked the fuck out, anyways. Yeah, I I, I liked that. I, I, I thought I thought that was I thought that was a good opening. I'm not a big fan of narration in film. 
but I mean, I guess if you're going for kind of a noir feeling, I, maybe it's a it's a it's appropriate. I I didn't think the narrations really amounted to to much of anything. I don't think in they did either. Movie. But it, it, I think it helped set the tone at the beginning, in particular, like, like yeah. where we are in Batman's sort of career. You know, still early on. Um, did you like seeing a sort of younger Batman who's still making mistakes, still kind of like figuring things out? Was that part of your problem with the film? I don't, I, again, like, I don't mind making mistakes. That's, that's fine. And, and yeah, if he's, if he's young and relatively new to this, then, then by all means make mistakes. But it's like what we were talking about. Like, you can't Google translate El Rata or whatever it was. It, like, it, it was just things that, that to me, I, like, by this point, this, I don't think Batman would ever be to the point where he wouldn't, like figure that out first um you know let alone do it two years into his caped crusade well i think that and i i think that sort of goes into what they're trying to do with this batman story is that they're showing a batman who is sort of being um led by his emotions he's sort of let anger and and things kind of get the better of him and maybe sort of has blinded him a little bit to make him a less effective Batman. And and here's the, like, I understand that, but I completely disagree with that depiction of the character because I don't think that that's Batman. <laughs> he, he struck me as an angsty emo kid. Well, I mean, in a lot of senses, he and, is. And I think in order to be Batman, I, like, I feel like you kind of already have to get past that. You know, otherwise you're just angsty emo kid kind of undisciplined like like how is this reckless person able to have the 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 discipline to even be batman in the first place well again and i i I just think it's all stuff that the character would have dealt with when he was a teenager i mean you know potentially but again they're trying to tell us a different a different take on the batman story without you know they're trying to give us a different take on batman but without having to go back and, and tell the origin that we all know a thousand thousand times I mean, I get it, but but I just I I, I disagree with that take on the character. Okay. I don't I don't. I mean, to it, me, it's not to me. That's not Batman. That's a different character. So make a different movie. I, I've heard from several people the, the the you know they didn't like Bruce Wayne in this movie, and I was like, well, okay, Bruce Wayne's not in this movie. Bruce Wayne doesn't show up until like maybe the very very final moments of the movie. Like, I sort of liked that 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 he doesn't he. This is a, a Batman who. Wants to be Batman all the time. He doesn't really realize that Bruce Wayne's the mask he has to wear in, in real life. I, I sort of like him having to figure that out by the end of this flick. And, and again, that's one of those things that like I understand, but it's like, um, you know, they, they, there's the plot thread that, that they, they never pick up on. But, but Alfred says to him that, you know, you need to attend to to Wayne Enterprises because like you're losing money and he doesn't, and Batman like doesn't care about it. But I just think to myself, but, but you need that in order to be Batman in order to finance this thing that you're doing. You, you should have figured this out already. (laughs) Like, like, like how it, it, it's like they took an emo kid and dropped him into Bruce Wayne's life without telling him about any of Bruce Wayne's resources. And so he's making all these dumb mistakes. But it's like, 
Like, no, you, I, I just think Batman has had this figured out. If, if, if you want to tell a story about recklessness, about Batman being kind of reckless and, and making mistakes, like, like fine, do that, but find a different way to challenge him than, than him being out of character. I don't know. Again, I dig it. I mean, there's enough Batman stories that exist in in DC Comics of, of of you know a young Batman who's not as good as his job as he's supposed to be. I sort of like that we have a Batman who's not like at the top of his game. It, it does it does sort of make him a little bit more. Um, I, I guess I guess I'll just go with fallible. I just sort of like this fallible Batman that we're seeing because we're not used to seeing that. And don't get me wrong, I love like the Batman who is like three moves ahead of everybody else. Like that, I want to get to that Batman. With this trilogy, that's where I, that's what I want to see. But well, I, okay. I, I want to see the evolution, I guess, through these next. You know, again, if this trilogy happens, that's the evolution I want. Sure, and and it'll be interesting to see where they go with this franchise. But again, I'm like I'm not asking for him to be three moves ahead. I understand that that you want to challenge the character, but I, I think the 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 filmmakers. The writers need to understand that you're you're dealing with an exceptional character, and so you have to give him exceptional challenges. And you know, it, like they they've done that in 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 the comics, and um, I think they they did it quite a bit in Mask of the Phantasm, where um, the the possibility of being confronted with his parents' killer is, or or even that he might finally be tracking down that lead um, causes him to to make mistakes and be emotional like there are way uh, I'm just saying like you don't have to do that specifically but there are ways to get the character to behave in that way without it what in my opinion is a kind of out of character uh, premise for, I don't know. for the movie again I to, to, to keep I, 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 what you're saying makes a ton of sense I but to, to keep playing devil's advocate with you I, again, I just sort of like this take because it's it's not something we've seen in the films, and I sort of like that we get to see this. This is a, a Batman who's decided that he's the the best way to change Gotham City is to scare the shit out of everybody, you know. And again, that doesn't sound like a great plan to you and I, but as like we're in our, I'd like to think we're more in our right minds than than Batman might be. <laughs> so I mean, one who's is really he as, as trying? Like, to scare the shit out of everybody. I mean, basically, yeah. He's like, he's like, it, it, Batman's living the scared straight life. That's what he wants to do with Gotham City. He he wants to put them all in a bat cave with him for twenty four hours and change I, like, them. <laughs> well, well, so like, I mean, I I understand like that's what he's doing with criminals, and I completely agree with that. Um, but. I, I just I, I, I feel like at a certain point if you're if you're a crime fighter and you're this creature of the night and you're only doing bad things to criminals, people would catch on and be like, I don't I don't I don't have to worry about this Batman guy because I'm not I'm not committing a crime. Well, again, that's the other aspect of the character of the, of the that we see in this movie is like the that the cops don't trust and the cops think he's a psychopath. You know, the Gordon's the I only mean, one who vouches for him. And, yeah, but I mean, again, I like that sort of take of like Batman as like this perpetual outsider. You know, and yeah, I mean, I I, I like that too. I, I yeah, I, I don't I don't think the cops should like him. I feel like that's kind of you know that's kind of how it's always been. 
<laughs> I, I love him in, in, in the the scene of the murder that we saw in the, in the initial trailers and the guy's like uh, the one guy's like what about uh, chain of evidence or whatever and he's like he's wearing gloves <laughs> it just was funny it made me laugh there's so many weird like dark little quirky humor moments in this I guess I, in, I in didn't a, think there were in a movie that is so like earnest and somber and serious and, and atmospheric and moody like to get like little chuckles like that out of me I, like I was like oh good thank god I <laughs> I think I, I was too far gone by that point. And that was early in the flick. I don't think that was that was like midway through. That wasn't the first murder. I oh, wasn't it. I thought that, it was the no, first that murder. that was when they find Riddler's safe house because he's going through Riddler's journals. Oh, was it at that point? Okay, I thought yeah. it was the first time. I thought it was at the first. Okay, again, I've only seen, you've seen it more recently than I, so you're, I yeah. trust your memory on it. But uh, um um, I don't know. I feel like we can argue about like this the take on Batman. Well, and, and, but but so 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 as far as the take on Batman is concerned, let me talk about kind of uh, so, something else. Like I I feel like this movie really strips away the theatricality mm-hmm. of the character, and that's something about the character that I love. This like this felt like a guy wearing paramilitary gear and a pointy eared helmet with a cape. He's not like, the one it, wearing hockey pants, Mark. Right, <laughs> like it just and and so and 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 that that kind of that's another reason why it's it, like it just doesn't feel like like Batman to me. It's like I just. So did you not like this costume either? Then I hated the cow. Really? I really tried to get over it, but after staring at it for three hours, I was like, "That mask sucks." <laughs> It sucks, and I thought the I, I I didn't like the armor. I didn't like the fact that he's just walking into gunfire. Terrible. I you know I, Batman is a mobile character. I don't I don't understand why movies can't get this right. The Dark Knight trilogy at least tried. Um, you know, and and actually, as far as the physicality of the character, the only, the person who's got it most right is Zack Snyder. He just made him a murderer. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, so we, we've got Batman in a big, clunky, cumbersome armor, which, I mean, it looks good. It's cinematic. It's, it's just the cow that I didn't really like. But I will say he couldn't move his neck again. He still can't turn his head. Why, why can we have a comic book faithful I just Spider-Man this- costume? <laughs> But we can't have a comic book faithful Batman costume. I, I, just, I don't understand it. I it, thought he could turn his head in this movie. No, if, if you look, he cannot turn his head. I'm... He's always moving his body with his head. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay more attention to that on the next screen. Um, he just looked stiff and uncomfortable well, all the time. Again, part of me sort of, part of me sort of wonders if, if that's, again, sort of who the characters allowed himself to become. In in the in this sort of uh, this this motif of like I want you know I I am vengeance I am the knight I'm gonna scare the shit out of you if he you know because he doesn't have to dodge bullets he doesn't have to sort of he can sort of be like the, uh, he's he's more of a blunt hammer in this movie than he is like the scalpel against crime that we know him to be and again I, I sort of wonder if that's the evolution that we will get to because again getting to the end of the movie here when 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 Batman sort of realizes that he's been on the wrong path, that the impact he's had on Gotham is not what he wanted to have. Um, and again, I think they go too far in the in the movie. Like, I think trying to make him like some kind of beacon of hope was a mistake. But Batman learning that he has to be compassionate, I thought was uh, 
an interesting thing for him to have to grapple with. And it, it seems like you do not care about that at all. <laughs> I, I mean, that like, that's fine. But again, it's just kind of weird to me because it, like he, he's a superhero and if you're a hero, you're saving people, and that that implies a certain level of of compassion. Right, but I think at this point he's hurt, he's saving people because he's hurting others. Yeah, no, I he's more focused on the perpetrator than the the one perpetrated against. Yeah, again, and and I I get what you're saying, I, and I understand that that's what they're doing. I I just disagree with it. I I just don't. It it's not Batman to me. It, it's not even Batman Year One. Like that's the thing. I, I I look at the Batman in this movie, and I'm like, you're five steps behind the Batman in Batman Year One. You know, it's I, I just like this isn't. It's, it's, you're, it's, you're like you're like you're like if they made a WB. <laughs> batman show like <laughs> uh, so that was actually gonna be one of the questions i was gonna ask you is like would you have felt better about it if they had made it like batman year one i mean batman begins is like batman year one i don't need another well again which batman is why year i think one. they made it like batman year two is like again because we're not going we're not retreading we're not reshowing the origin we're not going into you know stuff that's sort of like built into the lore that as bat fans we know you know, yeah. like we don't need to see Bruce and Martha or uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne gunned down again. We, we've seen right. that a thousand times. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't. Uh, some people are, disagree with me on this. Like, I'm kind of glad we didn't have to see like the origin of the costume in this movie. I was like, I was like, I'm glad we're just in Batman's world and we no, can get that, into it. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. That's fine. Like, especially they, if it's gonna be a three-hour movie. Like, don't yeah. waste twenty minutes or thirty minutes showing me the costume building. Well, I mean, trust me, they, they, I feel like they waste a lot of time in this movie, but it, it's with like silly things. It, it, no, I don't, I don't need to see the, they, they set it up right at the beginning. I'm in year two or three or whatever it is two. of, it of my crime Second, fighting career. Was, I don't, I, I don't says, need to see him building the costume. I think he says like, it's, it's a uh, year two of my, of the Gotham project or something like that. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know, but do you like the Batman um, as a journalist now? What's like, that? Do you like the Batman journals? Are you into that? I'm fine with that. That's fine. Sure, why not? Track your progress. I kind of like it too. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm all about writing writing things down. All right. So I, I don't know how much more I want to go into because clearly you have you have a fundamental disagreement with this particular take on Batman, and I'm okay with it. But I'm also okay with I'm not I'm not nearly the hater on on other takes of other characters as some people are either. So I, I'm willing to go with the flow on this. I've seen enough different Batman, iterations of Batman in the comic books that I'm willing to. to let this one play out over, over the course of the movies. Um, right. Let me let me shift gears a little bit though, and I know we're get, I know we're going to get back onto Batman at some point because that's just what we're going to do. <laughs> but yeah. you you mentioned I mean our, our, let's talk about our, our main villain here. Let's talk about the Riddler, a, a very different iteration of the, of the Riddler than we've ever seen before. Uh, very much kind of like John Doe from Seven. Um, and I know I know Matt Reeves has come out and said that he was very inspired by like the Zodiac Killer stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it's I, from what you said earlier. It sounds like this doesn't work for you at all. But do you want to elaborate a little bit more? I, I don't want to say it doesn't work at all. I, it it just didn't really uh, speak to me. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I know it's not the kind of movie that you're going to have a guy in a green bowler hat and question mark suit. You know. <laughs> But I, I don't know. Like like at times I was just like, oh Jesus Christ, where's Jim Carrey? 
Was it just because the movie's so like oppressively bleak? Maybe I, you know, I don't know. I I typically don't have a problem with stuff like that. I just, you know, I I, I mean, for one, he looked like the Gimp from Pulp Fiction. Um, <laughs> I had I I had a very hard time understanding him when he was speaking through through the mask and over his Instagram channel or whatever the fuck that was. Um, he has a TikTok. Yeah, what, like whatever it was. That that was something else I kind of thought about. I was like, the, 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 the I, I just wanted, I I had issues with with the sound mix on this movie, or maybe it was the theater. But I thought everyone talked really quietly and mumbled, and I had a hard time understanding people. So whether or not that's the movie or the theater I was in, I I, I don't know. Um, so. I was already having a hard time understanding people. And then once he comes on screen, like it, it, it's even harder, but, but so, so maybe I, I missed this, but I mean, did they ever like try to track, uh, like try to find Riddler through like where he's, he's posting these videos and things like that. Like any kind of, like some sort of like internet trace to, to try and find him because I thought that was like, would I feel like I've seen that in a million movies? Why wouldn't you try something like that? Because uh, I feel like it's probably made up. You probably can't do that. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is, but I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know how the internet works, Mark. It's very mysterious to me. I just, I just hit buttons and things happen, and that's, uh, that's all I care about. <laughs> I mean, like I know you can like locate servers and stuff. I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like they could have. I don't know. Again, I, I I don't know the movie intimately enough. Uh, you know, I've only seen it the one time. So like, maybe there's a line in there somewhere about how like he's going through like dummy servers or like he's bouncing his signal through servers in another country. I, I have no idea. Exactly. There, there could yeah. have been something like that in the movie that I missed. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing because like maybe I missed that line, but like if it wasn't there, it's like can like at least address it. You know. But but anyways, um, so I guess and and I I think this is, so otherwise. I, like so much of the movie, I was just kind of, I was just underwhelmed with, with the Riddler. I didn't think much of it. It did feel obviously, especially with the journals, it was very seven. And this isn't like, this isn't seven, you know, and it, it it's like seven light sure, and it just sure. doesn't, it just, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't work for me with, I, I guess maybe the PG 13 rating, but also because Kind of like what I said earlier, I, I felt like the story was very messy, and you know they get away from from the Riddler's murders so much, and from from finding him so much that it, all of that stuff get gets kind of lost, and like it, it it's not very effective. I don't know. I mean, I I like it because these people that he's murdering, like it's forcing the police to to confront these people and their corruption. And exposing these corruption, these corrupt officials of Gotham City, which I think is very interesting. Again, it's not told the most deft way possible, but I, again, I, I get what they're doing. I can, I'm, I'm smart enough to follow along with the, where they're trying to go. Yeah, and I, and like, I sort again, of like that the movie's not going to hit you over the head with the answers. Like you do have to kind of pay attention here. No, I know, and 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 I, I like you. It's like like yes, I like I see what you're doing with this. But at the same time, all of the all of these like little tangential things are distracting from the main plot of trying to find the Riddler, and I, I, maybe because we don't really see 
some of the gruesome ways in which he's killing these people, uh, it, it, it's not as, it, it just doesn't, it didn't leave a very strong impression on me. Um, going back to what you said about, about uh, how you didn't like the way he sounded with his mask on and things like that, uh, I was going to say that I sort of liked it because I thought it lent, lent more to sort of the, the creepiness of the character, like him, you know, hearing him like having to force his breath through this, this mask. Um, and one of the things I wondered, and they don't really get into very much, but you know, the notion, you know, you're, you've, you've heard this, they, they've talked about it in, I think they even go and talk and go into this a little bit in the Bale movies, but like sort of how like Batman sort of inspires the madness of Gotham city. And so right. I, I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more if, if like this guy's masked up because Batman wears a mask too. And so, yeah. so I sort of liked the, the the fact that when he's making these speeches and when he's you know going into his his uh, whatever his webcam or his phone camera or whatever that like you know you do have to kind of you know it is kind of muffled and it is sort of like I have this thing over my face so deal with it bitch. <laughs> I mean that, again I just, to me this sort of lends like a little bit of more creepiness to the character. I'm sure maybe but. You know, you talked about, you talked about with Batman how like there's like a a, a, a noticeable lack of theatricality. Uh, you can say the same thing for the villains in this movie too, particularly a character like the Riddler who's a bit of a grandstander. Uh, right. But you know, so you're, you, it's a very different take. I, I like I like what Paul Dano does with the role quite a bit. I mean, he's almost. I mean, until you see him at the very end of the movie, like I mean, you don't even know he's the guy in the movie. Which 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 again I liked. I my question for you. Based on this, uh, based on only the movie, because I'm, I'm, I want to know if, if you caught this and I maybe I missed it. But do they ever firmly establish who he is, like his actual identity? Mm -hmm. He seems to have multiple fake identities, right? Yeah, and that was that was again that was part of my problem. It's it's it, it struck me as um, Hollywood thinking they're they're just like too cool for for comic books, even though they're going to adapt comic books and make millions of dollars off of them. It's like, you can't just call him Edward Nigma. He has to have like all of these IDs and it's like Edward Nashville or whatever the hell one of them was. And it was like, come on, just. So let me, let me posit a theory. Let me run something by you that I sort of wondered. Um, because there's that sequence where the, 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 he's playing that video for Batman. That's kind of like revealing what's been going on. Like why, he has, you know, sort of like what the conspiracy is that he's uncovered. And it's about this reporter uh, is named Elliot, who's going yes. to write a big expose thing about Martha Wayne and how she spent time in, in an asylum. And, yeah. and and Thomas Wayne has gone to Carmine Falcone, who he, he happens to owe a favor to. Uh, Falcone owes Thomas a favor, I should say, um, for saving his life and, and wants him to put some pressure on this guy to not write the story. And Falcone being a mobster kills him. Because <laughs> that's the ultimate pressure right there. <laughs> right. Um, and again, that character's last, the, the journalist's last name is Elliot. And during the, one of the video sequences, the words hush flash across the screen. Correct. Do you think it's possible that this is in fact Tommy Elliot? And then if you see him again, he comes back as hush? Ooh. I mean, I think that Thomas Elliot. I, I think it's definitely pointing to to Hush to Thomas Elliot, but I don't think the reporter will be no, Thomas no, Elliot. No, 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 the son. I, we, I, my, yeah. I think the son, aka the Riddler. I think Riddler's the son of the reporter, and that. You, that why? 
because he seemed to have a real big personal vendetta in, in this in this whole thing. It all centers from this guy getting killed. So I think he's the son of this journalist. Oh no! I I you, mean I didn't I didn't think that at all. And if if, if they decide to make the Riddler hush, <laughs> dumb. <laughs> what are you doing? It's stop it. <laughs> See, I, my buddy and I, were, I was, who I saw the movie with, we, we both thought they were trying to say that, that the Riddler is the son of this reporter. And when the Hush thing flashes up across the screen, it's like, so wait, are they going to turn the Riddler into Hush? Like, or, you know, like vice versa kind of thing. Like, I, I don't know. It felt very comic booky in, in a sense. It's like, oh, this one guy starts yep. as this, but it becomes something else. Kind of like the Red Hood becomes the Joker, and then there's a new Red Hood. You right. Know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I didn't take I, I I didn't get that from it. I I was thinking Riddler was just like a disgruntled citizen who I I mean it's a good point, you know, how does he have all of this knowledge uh, about Gotham's sort of seedy underbelly and all these uh, conspiracies and secret things that have happened in its history, but yeah, that's that's sort of one of the one of the elements of the, of the film that I have some some questions with is is that we that that his identity is never really resolved, um, as we just kind of have to move to like the next big threat to Gotham, um, so so everything's kind of tabled once he's captured. I'm like, oh, I mean, finding the Riddler is fun, but maybe you should find out who the Riddler is too, right? But again, I guess it's not that easy, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, how about you said you said I liked Catwoman in this film. You seem to be a, kind of ambivalent about her, but I thought it was a good take. Eh. Uh, who's your favorite? Where would this Catwoman rank in, in your in your cinema history for Batman oh, movies? God, I don't know. Better than Michelle Pfeiffer? Hell no. <laughs> Better than Anne Hathaway? Probably not. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'd probably. It's not the actress's fault. I'd I'd probably put her down on the bottom beneath all the 1960s Batman women or Catwomen as well. Wow, wow! I think she ranks higher than that personally. But Hell it, it, no. another interesting element is is that it's sort of um, um, Batman and Gordon are kind of stuck until uh, Selina decides to do like a really <laughs> interrogate that guy from the rooftop there <laughs> to force him him to spill the beans about what's going on with Cobblepot and everybody. Right. So that was yeah. a, that was an, another interesting moment of Batman sort of being. Um, one up by by somebody, which I'm sure chafed against you. I think by that point I wasn't even thinking about it. It's <laughs> like okay, here we go. Oh no! <laughs> so I was just like, all right, stuff is happening in front of my eyes. <laughs> did you did you like? Uh, um, again, I know you. I know with character wise, you're kind of like eh, everyone's fine. Um, what did you think of like the Batmobile scene? Did you enjoy the Batmobile at least? Nope. Not a, not even at all. I loved it when he stalled it. Is that what you think he did? I I was confused, but I was just like, did he just smoke the tires? Like, does he not know what? Again, he just doesn't know what he's doing. I'm like, see, my uh, again, I talked. He can't his, even drive a car. I talked with, with my buddy. I was like, did he stall, or was he like daring them to go? Was like kind of like, go, I dare you. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. Um, Because, yeah, like I've heard that theory as well. But when I saw it, I was just like, he just stalled out. No, that was my first reaction, too. I was like, that can't be what I saw. Like, he must have been like daring that guy to go. I'm not I'm not going to second guess it. Like, honestly, it's one of those things that I just feel like. 
how did how did no like in uh you know like when all the editors and and the director and everyone are sitting there watching it together before it's even test screened like how did someone not like point that out and be like that's like did he just stall the fucking batmobile you know like i feel like it has to be that because that is just clearly what everyone thinks when they first see it <laughs> you know um i i liked i liked the idea of of the chase like i i liked that it was it was pouring rain i liked that oh like batman has to contend with traffic and stuff like that like but I honestly, I didn't really care for the way it was shot. I didn't like the the mounted cameras on 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 the sides of the Batmobile and stuff. I, I oh, I liked all that stuff. I thought it was all really I, cool looking. I didn't think it was edited terribly well, and um, yeah, it it, it was just, it was kind of a it, it was kind of a disappointing uh, car chase to me. And I thought it was, and and again, it was like Batman got lucky that those ramps arranged themselves in such a way that he didn't get blown up. No, oh, he's the Batman. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like a Batman who relies on luck. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> Batman makes his own luck. Uh huh. He did it on purpose. He knew what was up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, again, I, I really liked it. I liked those camera angles that you didn't because I thought it was like, Oh, I've never seen a Batman, you know, chase like this before shot in this in this way so again i i sort of just like was happy to be and again i, I think everyone who listens to the podcast knows that like my standard of entertainment is, is probably pretty low <laughs> like I, I i i'm not the most sophisticated palette out there in the world when it comes to just being entertained like i'm just like entertain me god damn it and when i see <laughs> something different in a batman movie i'm like yeah difference good boom so well, I, I loved it. it like if i can I think that's the thing. Like, I felt like there were a lot of choices made in this movie that were made because, well, we have to, we can't just be the Dark Knight again. We can't be Batman Begins again. So we got to make it different. And and my my first example of that would be the the squirrel suit. Oh sure, okay. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? I thought it looked so stupid and the camera angle, it was like the, the camera was mounted to like the helmet or whatever. Right. And so it was filming like that looked so bad in my opinion of just, you know, bulbous headed Batman gliding through, through the, the, the city streets. I, I was like, again, you're, you're Batman. You're trying to convince people you're a giant bat. How do you not, put wings on that thing to make yourself look like a bat. I just, well, I mean, I think the squirrel suits a lot is realistic. I mean, that's a real thing. I, but, but that's the thing. I don't care. <laughs> like, honestly, this is a comic book character. He is a superhero. It, I like the fantasy element. I want the fantasy element. Don't strip it away from me and call it Batman. It's not Batman. It's like guy in a squirrel suit with pointy ears. It's it it's just like I, I I felt like, you know, Batman begins, like it was the the perfect mixture of where it's it's fantasy, but we're trying to add a level of functionality to it. And they did it in a way that was believable enough for me. 
And this was, I, I just thought that this was completely silly. And, and just, yeah, just, it, I, I want that theatricality. <laughs> no, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, I again, I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from and I agree with you in a lot of, in a lot of senses, but I guess I'm just more uh, receptive to seeing different iterations of different takes. I feel like I'm receptive to it too. I just want it to be good. Oh, see, that's what I'm saying. Like I thought it was pretty damn good. And you're just like, but it wasn't this enough. And you're like, well, I saw that version of it like last time and it was great. But, but I guess that's the thing. I'm just kind of like, to me, almost like don't write yourself into that corner where you have to have that moment. You know, it's, or just do the traditional. He uses his grappling gun and and swings away. What like whatever it is. Well, I mean, to you your know. to your point. I mean, I, I feel like, and again, I have been wrong before. So think, keep this all in mind. But I feel like again, I strongly suspect that Matt Reeves will get to finish this trilogy that he wants to do for the for the character, and and more power to him for doing so. And and, and we'll get you know two more Batman movies with with Pattinson. Uh, in, in this 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 dark fucked up Gotham that we got in this one, um, but I do sort of feel like we have reached the end of this. How much darker, grittier, realer can we make Batman? Like, because like you said, I mean, they they've a lot of the fancy elements are gone. The theatricality is gone, and and this seems to be Warner's. I don't know. <laughs> the conundrum they find themselves in, right? Like they don't, now they don't want to be appear to be like aping Marvel, but they've taken out the, the comic book from the, from the character. So do you, yeah. do, do you think they can go further down the reality wormhole or do they have to take a step back and be like, no, 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 we need to make this a superhero movie again. I mean, I like, I, the, the rule in Hollywood is you double down on what works. So if they, if they're, if they're getting the return from this movie that they want, then it's going to be, do more of this. Well, I mean, again, like Matt Reeves is going to do two more of this for sure. But after that, is that when you say, Hey, let's lighten up on Batman a little bit here. Let's, uh, you know, you know, have some, some wings and more gadgets and stuff like that and make him, you know, save the world. <laughs> I think it just, it, that's just going to depend on, on how those next one or two Matt Reeves, Batman films do like how, how well they're, they're received, you know, like I think, because I think in large part, a lot of, a lot of the Batman is a response to uh, Snyder's Batman, which was very fantastic. And, you know, a lot like the comic book Batman. And so it was kind of like, okay, we're going, we're going back in a direction of, of, of Nolan and, and, and what, what he brought to it and you know and that, that that's not to say that you know matt reeves didn't didn't come at this from 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 his own perspective i'm, I'm sure he just kind of did what he wanted um you know I, di I did wonder though after the movie was done i was like i wonder how it would have been if it was the if it was the ben affleck batman like it was uh originally supposed to be yeah I, and i guess they had very different ideas about what batman movies they wanted to make and yeah. it didn't sound like Ben was always like, super enamored with being Batman <laughs> again, necessarily. No, you see, have you seen like the interviews with him after, you know, Batman Superman flopped critically anyways? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He, he wanted, he wanted out 
after the first weekend that movie was even released. <laughs> I mean, it's not a great flick. I don't know. What to say. No, it's not. It's it's not, and it's really a damn shame. Would you, uh, I'll save that question for later. But uh, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I guess I sort of would like to see them take a step back. I mean, we're seeing, and again, they they have like twelve years of 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 success in history to to allow them to do this. But I mean. Marvel's making some of the most Marvel comic booky stuff in the world right now. Like, yeah. you know, they, they sort of did like the realism thing to get people in the door, and now they're being like, "Oh no, we're a comic book company. We we made comic books. Here, here's a multiverse. Have fun." Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like, can they can they ever get Batman to that point where they can step back from grim, gritty, dark, and brooding, and 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 kind of be? A, well, I don't. More, I don't want to say lighthearted, but I mean a, a less severe Batman. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I certainly think they can. I, I, they just need to have some properties that, or or titles that that are that that are a slightly less, quote unquote, realistic uh, iteration of the character that that are successful, you know, um, and, and and again, like that's kind of a, a another barometer for me is kind. Of, watching this movie is like could you know i'm always at like could this guy hang with the justice league and i'm like no and the, this guy this guy wouldn't have a fucking chance no, there's definitely no justice league in this in this universe <laughs> yeah. yeah and 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 to me that's always that's just like such a disappointment it's like okay so we're just gonna live in a world where there's only gotham city and there's just this one crime fighter like we're not we're we're not even going to leave it open to the idea that you could combine this with other films so so let me let me me ask you this question it's it's um matt reeves has said in, in interviews when he's talking about the villains in particular that you know these are the villains as they are starting out right like they're not the characters who we know they're going to become they're sort of like like it's like sort of like proto penguin, proto catwoman, even even like proto Riddler and Batman to a sense. So, if he's thinking that way, does that mean that maybe in the second and third movies they do become more comic booky? Like it be, it does get more of that element back to it as these villains become more fantastical as Batman becomes more fantastical. Do you think that's a possibility? Sure. I, I mean, I th- I think it's a possibility, but I also wonder like. You know, is 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 Matt Reeves going to cover that much ground in one or two more movies? Is he going to direct like Is he going to direct like ten more Batman films? Is he, <laughs> or is he going to do two or three and leave the door open for other filmmakers? Which was kind of always my uh, my gripe with Nolan and the direction he went with Dark Knight Rises. I always thought he should have just left the world open for other filmmakers to 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 play with 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 all the good work he did so will matt reeves do that or will he try to cap it off in a way that's like no this is my trilogy this is the matt reeves batman trilogy no one else can touch it yeah it it sort of feels that way because that sort of seems to be the way in which things are going with these kind of productions especially from like you know dc or whatever you know you have the chris nolan trilogy now you have the matt reeves trilogy and then they'll just continually to reboot it for the next trilogy or whatever you know it's not open it's not gonna be open ended like the way james bonds were and stuff like that 
that's just such a disaster in my <laughs> opinion i just i just don't understand it it just doesn't doesn't make sense to me it just seems like a bad bad business decision on warner brothers dc's part what did you think of the third act of this movie with the, once we capture the riddler and we find out that riddler's still got a still has a massive plan in play that they never figured out and uh he's going to flood the city. Apparently Gotham is New Orleans. They're going to blow, he's going to blow up the levees and, yeah. and uh, flood Gotham city. The, the levees, the levees, not the levees, not, not Marv levees. Yeah, not <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. The levees. Um, I mean, it, it like, it, it's interesting because it, it, it felt a little bit tacked on. Um, I had, and that was the thing, I I don't think there was, prior to us finding out that, about the bombs on on what they called the seawall, um, I don't think there was an actual establishing shot of Gotham City where you saw that there was a river around it going through it. Because I, because when that, when that happened, I was like, oh yeah, Gotham has like a bunch of, like I'd completely forgotten. I was like, oh yeah, Gotham's got rivers and, and shit around it, you know? And then they, and then they finally cut to that shot. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, there it is. It's, um, you know, the, the, the scene at the convention center stadium, what it, it was, it was fine. You know, but again, we just kind of uh, run into my gripes with the depiction of the character, where he's just kind of like walking in in into gunfire from from Riddler's goons. Um, all the goons are kind of faceless, and you can't really keep track of them because they're all wearing the same costume. Well, it's all these internet kooks that he's gotten riled up to to kind of be his henchman. Right. Did you sort and, of like that aspect of it? That sort of like conspiracy website uh, thing. It, it was fine. I didn't. I didn't think one way or another about it. I was like, sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's crazy people on on the internet or or people who are just easily influenced, and so yeah, I I, I didn't have any any problems with it. That was fine. I thought it was interesting that they all had the exact same costume though. <laughs> like it wasn't really organized, but they all have all got the same shit. Yeah. It, it's sort of funny. Cause like there, if, if you, um, when you're watching that final video that the Riddler puts out there, that kind of like, you know, kicks off the third act or whatever like that. If you read like the little chat bars on the side, like, I don't, yeah, because you're not in your head. So you've probably read some of it. Cause they were talking about the mask and stuff like that. Like, yeah. like Oh, what kind of mask is that? Where do I get that sort of thing? So yeah. they could all, so it's clearly like organized and orchestrated, you know, via these web chats and, 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 you know, I don't, I, you know, whatever, how they're, uh, <laughs> I don't know how these, uh, uh, whatever the session was that he had with these people. Yeah. You know, but, but I just mean in terms of like, like, okay, like, th like the mask and the jacket, I can understand because, you know, you get that at like a standard army surplus store, like, okay, fine. But then like the, the glasses frames seemed very specific to the character you know, one of them could be wearing jeans instead of uh, what I think it was like gray slacks that they were all wearing or whatever it was. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like they could have done something to kind of differentiate them a little more. Um, you know, but but uh, yeah, I, you know, it was it was fine. It was exciting. It was nice to see um, Batman punch some people. <laughs> yeah, there, like, um, okay. 
One of the one of the things uh, going back to what you said, like I, I couldn't remember if there was an establishing shot of, of Gotham, you know, so we kind of like see that seawall area that they're talking about. But I do remember them talking about it in in that debate scene between like the mayor and the the, the lady who's okay. running for mayor about how she wants to like prioritize the repairs along the seawall or whatever like that. And like that oh, was okay. the only time it was mentioned. So I, you know, they mentioned it in that scene, and but I don't remember if there was a shot like you said that kind of showed that area of Gotham. Yeah, not- yeah, not that I recall. Yeah, not that. Yeah. And again, it's, it's going to be on HBO Max uh, sometime in mid-April, they're saying. So we'll be able to watch it again in a few weeks and find out. Yeah. I, the, the other thing, um, the other thing I, I didn't like about that fight scene in the third act was they, they do it in so many movies, but it's just like you end up with that stupid moment where it's like he's just hanging there and the guy's about to shoot him in the face. <laughs> And Catwoman rescues him. And I'm just like, like, you're Batman. Do do a pull-up. <laughs> use, use your grappling gun and swing away. It, it, and look, I had the same gripe with uh, the end of The Dark Knight when he's just, like, hanging there and elects to let go and fall. I'm like, you couldn't... You've got, like, all kinds of ropes and cables. You can... Like, what are you doing? You're Batman. <laughs> So, I, uh, terrible, terrible moment. Horrible. <laughs> uh, the 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 moment when when Batman's been uh, he's taken some 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 gunfire. He's I think he might have gotten a, a rifle butt to the face. He's kind of like laid low, and he goes yeah. to inject himself with adrenaline or venom. That is the question. That is. I mean, I don't know of any adrenaline that shot that is like neon green. <laughs> so it had to be venom, right? I guess, sure. So Batman, at some point in the first two years, has created Venom. So has sure. he, So will we see Bane? Why not? <laughs> Why not? If Why we, not? If we, we can if, get a faithful interpretation of that character, maybe. Yeah, I mean... Well, it doesn't seem that way. I guess, I mean... Yeah, God, That'd be sort of that'd be sort of an interesting like B story in the second Batman movie. He's like he's addicted to like his own drugs, <laughs> like get him souped up to fight crime with. Yeah, oh, there's a version of Batman we haven't seen on screen. Junkie Batman, that's exciting. Junkie Batman, I can't yeah. wait. Batman's gonna suck your dick for some venom. <laughs> I walk out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait, if you were the dealer, you'd walk out, or you just mean like in the theater? Both. <laughs> Sorry, that tickled me. That got me good. <laughs> Holy shit! Just <laughs> I'm just picturing Batman in like an alley, just all strung out, <laughs> offering to give people blowjobs for venom. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> it's funnier if you picture or hear it with the Christian Bale voice. <laughs> I uh, yeah, that, that <laughs> I think you're right about that. That's for sure. Holy shit, <laughs> that, that entertains me so much. <laughs> Ridiculous, Mark. How dare you? This is a grown-up podcast. How, yeah. Why would you take it to that spot? Sorry, I'll tone it down. <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought too because of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I had another question for you, but uh, I'm I'm totally uh, drawing a blank on it now. Uh, there was another element to the film. Uh, obviously, you mentioned Falcone. You weren't crazy about his inclusion, or at least his performance in the in the film. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not, again, it's not that it was bad. I just feel, you know, John Turturro is a good actor. I like him. And when I saw him as Falcone, I was like, oh, that's a good choice. But I just felt like, I felt like he just kind of phoned it in. All right. Okay, I know where I wanted to go now. I wanted to go okay. back, to, I wanted to go back to Riddler okay. after he's been captured. And he's in yes. the asylum. And, yeah. And he's having the meeting with, with, with Batman. Yes. Again, this is like the, you know, one of the few times we get to see Paul Dano be in this movie. Yeah. Uh, uh. I really like this scene because I think what they did with this sequence, I really, really liked. And it showed really how twisted Batman's villains are. Uh, when, when, when Riddler's talking to Batman and is kind of explaining things and kind of just talking in, in, in vague generalities and stuff like that, like, like Batman kind of knows what's going on. And this idea that, that in the Riddler's mind, they've been working together the entire time. I really yeah. like that element to it that 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 Riddler considered them partners almost because he was doing everything. Batman did everything the Riddler wanted him to do to make everything happen. Right. I like that element of it a lot. I don't. I don't think enough people either care or or are paying that much attention to it at that point. I, I again, I, I just I don't know. I, I kind of felt ambivalent about it just simply because. Like, I think back on the movie, and I'm like, well, does that really work? Did, you know what I mean? Um, I, I just wasn't... I just wasn't sure if he... If they had, like... If, if, if the film itself had, like, justified Riddler, like, actually thinking that. I, I guess it did. In which case, yeah, I mean, that's fine. You know, well, and it also gives him a, a chance to take another shot at Batman, kind of the way the Penguin does when he's like when he tells him that uh, you're not as smart as I thought you are, right? And again, sort of underlining the the thing that seems to bother you the most is that Batman's not that sharp in this one. Yeah, dumb Batman. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's an original take. Is this the dumbest version of Batman you've seen? I mean. You know, Clooney Batman was pretty stupid. Well, he did have a credit card that lasted forever, though. And he did. Well, that's smart, I guess. <laughs> I, again, I don't have a problem with him not being the sharpest Batman we've ever seen just yet. Because, again, I feel like the where, where he ends up at the end of this movie is going to force him to be a better Batman. Like, it's going to force him to be a better detective. It's going to force him to be, a, a you know, just a, a better Dark Knight for Gotham City. So I'm okay with it in this one, but I want to see that evolution in the next film. I want to see a Batman who does figure these things out, who does know the difference between L and La. You know, that's where right. I, again, if this if this trilogy is going to progress the character, then I'm I'm definitely okay with this version of him in this movie being, you know, just angry and emotionally unhinged. Right. But it does have to pay off, right? You know, again, yeah. I like I like where they leave Batman at the end of this movie. Uh, so so, but they they got to take it to the next. They got they got to keep evolving the character if they're going to do that in this trilogy. You can't keep him at the same, you know, making the same mistakes in the next one or the next two. Right. So I, you know, fingers crossed. And again, I, I think that you have to because like he again he by the end of this movie he realizes that he has to be Bruce Wayne in some context to help Gotham City. You know, like he has right. to, he has to put that mask on. Of being Bruce Wayne, of being the philanthropist, of being the the humanitarian, and and all these things, because that's 
the, the, the sort of hero that Gotham really needs while Batman's doing the stuff in the dirt, you know? Right. Uh, so, I, again, I, I hope that's the evolution. I, 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 like I said, I really like where this movie ends with the character. But, you know, I, I, your points are valid. I see where you're coming from 100%. But, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I th- I'm much more okay with a, a fallible Batman kind of learning the hard way how to be a better Batman. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what we got, whether you like it or not. Well, I mean, I, you said I, you're going to watch it again. You're, you're hoping maybe the next time around you'll like it more with, the, with your expectations being modified? Yeah, maybe. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know. It's. It, I don't know if I've convinced you that it's better than you think it is, but <laughs> I'm trying, damn it. <laughs> no, I don't. I, and every, every positive review of it, they all just kind of say the same thing. And so I'm, I just, and I always end up feeling like, that's not the movie I saw. <laughs> you know, but. You actually read movie reviews? That's crazy. I don't do that. Well, I'll read some. I watch some on, on YouTube or listen to stuff on podcasts and mm-hmm. hear what people are saying. But I, I, I stayed away from a lot in regard to this movie because I didn't want to come into this review with too many other opinions floating floating in my head. So what, what – oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, what? Oh, one element of this movie that I did want to talk about that I'm completely on your side with – uh, that I did not care for the treatment of this character, the way his business was handled and conducted. I did not care for the way that Bruce Wayne, aka just Batman all the time, treated one Alfred Pennyworth. Not a fan of him being a dick to Alfred for that entire movie. No, because <laughs> because again, like like this Batman is this Batman is petulant child Batman. It's not it's not cool. And I, I, yeah, like I just feel like these are the types of conversations Bruce and Alfred types of arguments they would have had when he was younger. Well, and again, and again, too, like if you're going to have like this, this moment, you know, if you're going to have them have this sort of, you know, Alfred's concern about what, what Bruce slash Batman's doing all the time and, you know, not being Bruce Wayne and, and sort of just, you know, leaning into, into the bat persona uh uh and then you you know you have him lash out and alfred almost is blown up at, at some point in the third act you, like, you really ought to have them like reconcile right like there should have been like an apology by the end of this movie from from bruce bat to to alfred right he did he not apologize in the scene after alfred blows up no i mean alfred wake, wakes up from his coma and he's like you fucking lied to me alfred my parents are pieces of shit <laughs> Yeah, but they ended up like holding hands and I guess, but I mean again, is it that hard to like, say you're sorry, Bruce Wayne? Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, like yeah, I maybe give the old yes. man a hug, all right? He did raise yeah, you. <laughs> I agree. Well, he couldn't hug him. He was in bed and he'd <laughs> gotten it... blown up. <laughs> but I... that that was I, I mean, let me talk about that. Uh one, Alfred gets blown up and he's fine. Um there was two... a, there was a oh, real quick. There was a moment when I was like, are they fucking going to kill Alfred in this movie? <laughs> I was like, holy I shit. Never thought that for a second. Oh. I was like, oh, and there's going to be an emotional moment between Alfred and Bruce. And it's going to be very touching. <laughs> Only it wasn't. It was boring. Um, <laughs> and and uh, as, as far as Alfred goes, like, what a waste of an actor. Yeah, like, you got so Andy good. Circus to play Alfred, and you did nothing with that. Like... 
again, it's not Andy Serkis' fault, but I feel like one of the worst, not again, not worst because that implies bad, but just like one of the most underwhelming Alfred depictions I've, I, I would I've just, seen. I would just say underused. Uh, that, that's sort of sure. where I would leave it. Like, I really wish they had done more with him, and especially in a movie that is three hours long. Yeah, uh, you know, as, for as much as I loved what they did with with Batman and Gordon, I would I would have liked it if they got to do a little bit more with with Alfred, you know, and, and sort of being a more pivotal character to Batman Bruce in in, in this movie. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, maybe, look, you know, who knows did, who's in the cutting room floor though? I mean, look, he did solve all those ciphers for Batman. He did. He had, you know. Because dumb Batman. <laughs> Hashtag dumb Batman. <laughs> oh, world's greatest detectives, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Again, I like it how Penguin mocks him for it. It's great. Uh... <laughs> um, but yeah, a- another thing. Like, yeah, Batman got his face blown off in this movie. Like, <laughs> Well, that was his own damn fault. He should not have let that guy do that. No, I know, but but again, I, I, you know, it's like, oh, we want to have like a really gritty, serious Batman. It's like you, his face got blown off, and he was he had like some dust on him. It, it, it's also an interesting moment. Uh, um, again, because he's he's blown up, he's knocked unconscious, and he wakes up, you know, back at the police station or whatever. And that, and it's at that moment that the police decide to take his mask off, not before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of yeah, I was kind of like oh. That was very nice of them to wait. <laughs> well, so I sort of wondered if like there was a if my my justification for that scene or why they didn't do it earlier is because Gordon was there to protect him the entire time. But I, again, I you know I, I'm I'm imagining scenes that probably don't exist in the movie. So or you know on the cutting room floor at the very least. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you could have had that scene where they try to unmask him still there in in the church. You know, yeah. I always I always liked the little. Uh, anti-mask prevention things that Batman's had in other movies, you know, like those, those little electric shock things that he had before, and and things like that. So that which one was that in? I'm trying to remember if that, if that was a Keaton one or a Christian Bale one. No, that was Dark Knight when Joker tries to take the mask. That's right. Off. That's he right. Because that, yeah. that shock. Yeah, I always thought that was like a really cool, clever little thing that Batman had. Yeah, in the Keaton one, the Ke- the Keaton his his mask gets lifted, and then Vicky Bale takes a photo, picture, and he yeah. has to steal the film, and then he does like his super. Uh, Ab blaster move to get up in one move. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> he has to he has to grope Vicky Vale and steal the film. That, well, I mean, it was a different time, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> you you could grope for a journalist back then and get away with it. <laughs> <That's> ridiculous. <laughs> um, I know I know this is a small thing and maybe it's a stupid thing, but I actually liked that when when uh, he would remove the cowl, he had the eye makeup on. <laughs> Just. No, I, I, one of those small look, touches I, that I liked so much. I like that too. Um, you know, like I always thought it was ridiculous when at the end of Batman Returns, he like rips his mask off and he doesn't have the eye makeup on. It's like, wait, what? They do that in uh, I can't remember if it was a uh, Batman vs Superman or if it was in the the Justice League one. But when 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 Bruce is having the dream about the Superman future where he rules the world and he's captured and the yank Superman yanks his cowl off. Yeah. And all of a sudden like the eyeliner's gone and his hair's like perfectly combed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this must be a dream. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, look, at least they can say that it was a dream. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I like this movie. I mean, like like I said, there's some things in it that you know, there's some a, a few logic jumps, logic leaps maybe, if you want to call them that. And I I think the third act's a bit rocky. 
but I like where we go. I like where we. I, I like how we get there, and I like where we end up. So I think this movie's in my book is a is a winner, and I'm I'm excited to see what they do next. And I know you disagree. <laughs> so let me ask you this pivotal question, because okay. they tease this obviously. Uh, while in Arkham Asylum, Riddler makes a new friend. And you're shaking your head <laughs> in a very upset manner, indicating that perhaps the Joker is coming soon. Uh, Barry Keoghan uh, from Dunkirk, from the Eternals. I hope I said his name correctly. I might have messed it up. He has a G in a weird place. Yeah. Um, is, is hinted at strongly becoming the character who will become the Joker. I mean, will become. It sounds like he is. Well, again, Matt Reeves is is very fond of saying that these characters aren't their characters yet, uh, and 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 apparently there is a deleted scene with this character uh, known in the credits as the Arkham, you know, inmate, unnamed Arkham, Ar- inmate. Arkham inmate. Yeah, there is a scene where uh, when Batman uh, uh, is sort of like at his wit's end, can't figure out how to find the Riddler, can't figure out, you know, how to stop the Riddler, goes to Arkham Asylum to interview this inmate that he put in there. You know, during his year one or whatever, yeah, uh, to, to try and get an idea of how the Riddler's mind might work. Now, apparently, this is a deleted scene that that Matt Reeves wants the fans to see, even though it does not count. It is not part of the movie, and it will not be part of some extended cut or whatever like that. But Matt Reeves wants the fans to see the scene, so we'll get to see it at some point. Um, yeah, but it, but it, I think part of the reason why he had to cut it was because he was he said it was it was too distracting because now sure. all of a sudden, now all of a sudden you're bringing in the guy who's about to be the Joker. Right. Um, but I, how do you feel about it overall? Again, just from the theatrical, that little snippet we got between him and Riddler in the cells. I I thought it just felt very forced and tacked on and, and didn't need to be there. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like the guy's voice. I didn't, uh, I didn't like his laugh. Um, and it looked like his face was scarred, and it, uh, yeah, I was just like, okay. <laughs> I, I just, I was not impressed. <laughs> this movie, this movie has definitely underwhelmed you. <laughs> I yeah. think that's the best way we we can describe it. Yeah. And meanwhile, I, I was on the other side of the spectrum. I was very pleased. I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. Uh, if I were to 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 kind of, again, this is a, a tough question, and and. You know, if you can't answer it immediately, I understand. But wh- wh- where would this fall in your in your Batman movie rankings? I mean, you don't have to like name it one or two or anything. Like, put a specific number on it, but like, is it better than anyone's in the Bale trilogy? Is it better than the Keaton trilogy? Uh, two movies. You know, like how do how would you kind of fill this one in? It's okay. It's uh, I will say it's better than Dark Knight Rises. I hate Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Um. So I'll say it's better than that. Um, it's been so long since I've watched the Burton films, and I'm I'm not terribly fond of them anymore. Um, it's I, I it, it might be like, well, but just kind of off the top of my head here, I, it it might be around like five or something like that because it would for me. I, I think Batman Begins is the pinnacle. 
I'm, I'm one of those guys I put Dark Knight just below Batman Begins. I would say Mask of the Phantasm, Batman 66. Uh, and so, yeah. And, and then it just kind of falls so in, into that's that. That's so funny because you're, you're counting Batman 66 and Batman Mask of Phantasm, which I think most people in the ranking Batman movies do not count. So that's interesting. I, 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 I love those movies. I, 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 I think Batman Mask of the Phantasm is one of the best Batman movies. Oh, a thousand percent it is. But yeah, no, so, no one gets in that conversation because they don't consider animation. Yeah, yeah. but I, I just think it's so good that I, I feel like it has to be considered. Um, and, and Batman 66, just because, you know, you can say what you want about that era of Batman. And yeah, it's goofy and silly, but it's pretty much what the comic was at the time. At least that's my understanding. Um, you know, so so yeah, th- this kind of falls in into that muddy area of you know but below those for me where like everything's kind of a mixed bag things i like things i don't like Mm -hmm. so but better than batman forever huh look i think batman (laughs) forever has some there are some redeeming qualities to that movie i i think i think i think that bat suit the the first bat suit in that movie is Top notch, and the the way they shot it, the action scenes, like even though it's that big stiff rubber suit, it looks very mobile, and that he can move around in it. I like there were some things about that movie that I think are are decent. Mostly this uh, seal singing "Kiss from a Rose." Yeah, and nipples. And no, that's the next one. It's both of them. Oh, it's, you're both right. Is it is both of them. You're right. I yeah. forgot. Ugh, gross. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Joel Schumacher. <laughs> uh, I put this one up pretty high, and again, I, 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 I definitely admit that I, I want to watch it at least one or two more times, and once it's on HBO Max, before I can kind of like solidify my my ranking for it. And again, initially, I, I had sort of uh, not counted uh, sixty six and and Mask of Phantasm. I was just kind of keeping it like like more recent live action stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe, you know, maybe we should, in which, in which case it, it would definitely it'd be higher on my list, I'd say. Yeah, because, I mean, if we remove those two, I think that makes it three for you, basically. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I mean, for for me, potentially, right now, it's it's maybe number two. Like, I think I like it a bit more than Batman Begins. Oh, there you I know, and I love Batman Begins, but, I mean, to me, Dark Knight's still the best one ever. Uh, even even though Batman the Dark Knight, I still have issue, I still have like some, and again, this might just be because I've become uh, a touch more cynical in my old age. But there's parts of me that like that that third act really bothers me when they're with the whole the whole boat sequence, <laughs> where I'm like I was like I was like you know if they redid this movie now and bat in the in the in the Riddler had given people a choice between wearing a mask and getting a vaccine, everyone would be dead. <laughs> like if the movie would be over, and Batman would have lost. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wear a mask. You have to wear a vaccine. I'm not doing either. I have rights. Everyone's gone. <laughs> Batman's hoping people is destroyed forever. <laughs> I, I guess I. <laughs> I don't know. About that, okay. <laughs> that I had that revelation a week ago, and I was like, "Oh my god! If if only there was a pandemic going on when the, when the Joker unleashed his plan in Gotham Harbor." <laughs> yeah, like I, I have some issues with that scene too. But most of my issues with the third act of Dark Knight revolve more around the scene with Harvey Dent. But 
Sure, that makes that's sense. A, that's another comment. Yeah, I, but I mean, again, I'm also not crazy about the echolocation thing either. But again, it's Batman and he's techie, so it, you know, I'm willing to go with it. I thought it was fine. I just didn't understand how it worked. I don't think Batman understood how it worked. He just was, you know, he's using everyone's cell phones. Like, he was like just hacking into their phones for location stuff. Well, because because like it was it was confusing just because like it it was like wait is he controlling this or is Lucius controlling this? It makes no sense for Lucius to be controlling it, but that's kind of what it looked like. Well, I think it has to be like routed through the back computer to to, to and, and like a, a because it's so much information and then it's like distilled down into the suit. And but and that's the thing. I just feel like why didn't you just like do it through the suit? Like just well, yeah, just it has too much way. information. Just, it, it, the suit doesn't have that kind of processing power in it, so like it needs to go through the computer and then be transmitted, uh, you know, on a more uh, I don't know finite bandwidth. I don't know. I'm not a tech guy, Mark. But that's the thing. I'm just it's like it's completely made up. You can just make it up so that he can do it through the suit. Like, <laughs> Why does this work? I don't know reasons. <laughs> like you, I mean. You don't need it. Hashtag catchphrase. There we go. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 in the top three for sure. I I I may change that after a second or third viewing or whatever. But I there's a lot of elements that I really like here. Uh, I sort of am cool with like the whole proto version of these characters. Like they're not quite the the kingpins that we know them to be. Uh, Batman's not the Batman we know him to be. But I I love so much of the dynamic between Gordon Batman. And, and and again, sort of like his this this flawed Batman who doesn't know how to be Batman just yet. I I, I dig it. It works for me. I I think the movie's really really good. It's it's it, it is a bit long, but I like that. That's three hours I can do in my head. That's fine. I can do that one pretty pretty easily. Yeah. Three hours of Batman is not like three hours of something else. <laughs> I don't know. I got it. I was feeling the length. Yeah. I was feeling the length. I was like, I'm... well, I mean, I, I would imagine if I was having your reaction, I would, I probably would have felt the same way. But I was engrossed, so I, I, I had a good time. The three yeah. hours kind of flew by for me. But it, again, that I, I do sort of agree with what you were saying about the third act. There, um, I don't, know if, I don't know if tacked on is the right word. I, I want to use necessarily, but I thought the movie was over, <laughs> and then it kept going. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's more going on here. Like, I'm sorry. There's just so much to this movie to like. So Riddler wanted to kill Falcone, right? Yes. I mean, his apartment was right next to where Falcone goes in and out all the time. I think he has a private entrance. I think he has a private entrance. That's that he's come at the main door because that's where the cops were making him go through. I think he has a main way or a secret way back way in and out. Right. That's why he needed Riddler to lure him to have Batman bring him into the light, quote unquote. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's like shoot him. He's right there. Just, just he goes in and out every day. Did you like just how shoot Did you like how Batman knocked on doors in this movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're Batman. Sneak sneak in, and maybe you won't have to fight a hundred people to have a conversation. I thought that was an interesting idea. I was like, why is he Batman knocking on doors? Like, do you know? So, do, you, do you know so who I am? Do you know oh who I am? God. And then when when Bruce Wayne does it later, do you know who I am? And the the guy should be like, uh, yeah, you're Batman. You were just here with a mask on. <laughs> again, the movie's not flawless, but neither again, Dark Knight, the one I love the most, is not flawless either. So, and none of them are. Yeah, you know, they all have their their little things. Mm-hmm. But you know, for for me, 
for me, it's like even if it, like if this is my number three Batman film, like they're like or live action Batman, film, like it's like it's just not, it's not even close There's between a those top between, two yeah. and the third okay. one. Okay, hey, that's know? fair. That's fair. You know, bronze is still bronze though, baby. <laughs> How, uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll rethink my position on Dark Knight Rises. Can can you rank Pattinson or uh, can you rank Batman though? How do you feel about Pattinson overall as as a live action Batman? Too early to tell. I mean, look, I'll go. I'll go. Bale. Uh, Small sample size. Come on. <laughs> and then, in 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 no particular order after Bale, I'd, I'd Keaton. I'd probably put Affleck above this, and I might put Val Kilmer above it. Wow. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's just because I'm a sucker for Val Kilmer. I was gonna but. say. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for Val too. I I I, I don't know if I can. Get, in good faith and good, uh, good, good, uh, standing, put him above, uh, Pattinson though. I, I like Pattinson's, um, moody, vengeful, angry Batman, and, he was, but I, I want to see more from him in the next one for sure. Like again, yeah. it, it, it is a small sample size, honestly. Cause like we need to see his entire body of work as Batman. You don't get to see much Bruce Wayne in this movie because it's just all bat persona. You know, right. even when he's not wearing the cowl, even when he's just hiding in his basement, checking out like his, uh, his uh, super cool contact lenses that record everything, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, he's, we, we, we need to see like that, that duality and we he's haven't got gotten there yet. No, go ahead. Sorry. Wait, I was just, I mean, we just need to see, we need to see more of the duality that Batman's known for. He's got those super cool high tech contact lenses, but he can't make a squirrel suit that looks like a bat suit. <laughs> You're not going to let it go, are you? Just saying, just saying. <laughs> Maybe they'll George Lucas it and they'll keep adjusting the effects for the next 25 years. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, now it does look like Jabba the Hutt. They they did it. <laughs> <laughs> Which if you, if no one knows what I'm talking about, if you watch the version of Star Wars: A New Hope on Disney Plus, the Jabba the Hutt you see in that is not the one that came out in the first special edition. For anyone not paying attention, they, no, they have, they have it's like the third one now, right? Yeah, I think so. It's like the third Second iteration third. of Jabba now. Yeah, because yeah. it was yeah, it was updated for the DVD, and then I think it was updated once again when they put it on streaming. So yeah, yeah they... <laughs> it, it 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 really kind of boggles the mind though when you consider that as far as I there have been no upgrades to Jurassic Park and yet the CG in that movie still holds up today. But we can't make Jabba the Hutt look right. <laughs> you also can't make Han shoot first still either, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Star Wars is a different can of worms. Yes. All right. Uh any any closing thoughts or you 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 got everything off your chest about the Batman? Just one of the, because I, you know, I, I was saying before how I, I, so many of the decisions I think that were made in this movie were made because it's like, well, they did that in the Nolan trilogy, so we have to be different. And I think the last shot of this movie is so lame. It's not the best. It's not the best. And it just made me think of The Dark Knight. Where it's like the Dark Knight films that same shot, but from the proper angle and using camera movement where we're tracking behind Batman as he's riding the bat pod and he's directly in front of the camera and he's riding essentially into the sunset. He's riding into that spotlight and you feel the speed and the adrenaline and the excitement and it ends and you're like, yes. And this was just like a static shot mounted on the gas tank of of the bat cycle looking up at Pattinson and I was like that was 
It was not a good choice. <laughs> uh, I did have one more thing I wanted to ask you about uh, because I really liked what they did with the, with with this. I don't know how you feel about it. the The Michael Giancino score. Did you enjoy the Batman theme? No. Oh my god! I knew you were. Here's the thing. I, I don't. I don't want to say that I didn't enjoy it. I kind of like. I liked the idea of it, but I thought it was kind of one note. And it was just that the, that note played over and over again, and each time it was played louder and louder and louder, and, and that was like I, I like that that opening scene that we were trying. Like I, I like the idea of that opening scene. The villains looking into the shadows, being afraid, running away. They don't know where he is, and then finally he he comes. Like it took so long for him to come out of the shadows, and I felt like they did that every time. He was, he was walking into the frame. It just, I, I just, I just got over it. I was like, they're just doing the same thing, and they just keep playing this music, and it's, uh, it, it kind of became a little bit meaningless to me. Well, if you get a chance, I, I, I would, I recommend listening to the score. It's actually really. Good. I did. Oh, okay. I liked it a I lot. Did. Yeah, it, it, like it, it, it's a good score, you know. But, it's just. <laughs> it, it's it, like as a theme i just don't think it's as dynamic as elfman's or or zimmer's zimmer's is crazy <laughs> in a good <laughs> way in a good way just like the way he kind of like hits those those like <laughs> that's inception that's not it's he that. very similar in in dark knight and in, in those i don't have the exact note in my head but you know what i'm talking <laughs> about people <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Well, a, a big surprise. Uh, Mark and I have disagreed on a movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you know us, you know that's on brand. <laughs> I, I just want to say I'm sorry because I know so many people are really loving this movie, and I wanted I wanted to love it. I wanted there's, it to be the greatest thing. There's nothing to apologize for. The, the best conversations are the ones with, with two different points of view. You know, yeah. like uh, we could have had a, a mutual love fest here, but. You know, uh, there's probably plenty of those going around. So it's nice to have some some uh, discerning opinions here. And uh, uh, I mean, I just need people to know that I'm right and you're wrong, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. Okay, Mark, man, it's your, it's your, your show. Your, your your points are a thousand percent valid. I mean, everything you said, I totally understand. It's all good. But I appreciate you hanging out and having the conversation with me, man. This is uh, this is way more civil than when you and I would have these arguments on the phone. Let's put it that way. The podcast keeps us civil. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But you guys have some pretty good throwdowns on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I'm not trying to badmouth you. I'm just <laughs> Jesus. I'm just, no, I'm just saying. You know, I, I just I don't want. Uh, yeah, I guess don't worry. I didn't, it, don't worry. On the phone, I, it gets personal. I, I didn't guess. record them to play for the show or anything. Don't worry. All right. Or you're not gonna get caught calling me a cockhead or something. <laughs> I wouldn't care about that. <laughs> well, thanks, Mark. I appreciate you hanging out anyways. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I hope we have you back when you like the next Batman movie more. I hope I do. <laughs> All right, dude. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. And yet. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. 
rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> well, there it is. That's our conversation about the Batman. Hope you had a good time listening to that. It was a lot of fun. And again, I'm very excited to check out this movie out on HBO Max now. And I hope you all will do the same. And then we can all have a conversation about who was right, me or Mark. I hope you'll be on my side. But again, the the from the sample size that I have of, of uh, friends and contemporaries who've seen the film, uh, again, it's it's very divisive. I would not be surprised if that uh, stays the case. You know, some of you will like it, some of you will not, and uh, we will all have to move on with our lives from there and uh, just see how it goes. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But thank you all for for sticking around, for being uh, uh, subscribers. Is that how we look at this nowadays? And and still supporting the show when the episodes do come out on this uh, new sporadic schedule that we're on. And uh, that's okay, as long as you're okay with it. So again, thanks for following and, and sticking with me. Uh, we still have the social media feeds going, so you can uh, follow us on there. Instagram and Twitter, at TomCastPopCast. You can uh, uh, reach out, let me know what you think of the show, that you want more episodes, you want, you want more things now, all the time. You know, just let me know. <laughs> let, me, let me know what you want, want to cover, too. We can, we're taking requests. It's all good. This new, this new format we're on is completely open-ended, so if there's something you want us to talk about, let's do it. We'll make it happen. It's easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. Uh, but yeah, please find us on social media. Keep supporting the show like you've been doing, liking and sharing it and, and doing all that good stuff. Uh, we'll be back in the future with another episode sometime down the road. What the topic will be? Hey, maybe you determine what that topic will be. Until then, uh, you know, how, does, how do I close the show? I don't even remember anymore. Um, let's see. It's not this is the way. It's uh, ciao, babes. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. So the Tribe drops its third straight on this trip, 6-1 to one to the Rangers. For the Indians, one run on, let's see, one hit. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Great story. Compelling and rich.